There is a unique power to ashes. On one hand, ashes have no power whatsoever. They indicate death and decay. Nothing grows in ashes. It is not good for us. And yet, on the other hand, throughout the course of human history, ashes have come to represent something powerful and wonderful. Challenging, yes, but beautiful nonetheless. When we dawn ashes, we are recognizing, on the day of Ash Wednesday, we are recognizing our need for repentance. That we are so much immersed in sin and brokenness that the only adequate symbol for that brokenness is to cover our faces in ashes. Not only that, we need to repent from those sins. We need to turn from our brokenness. And God loves us so much that he not only asks us to dawn ashes, but at least here in the United States, we have the symbol of death, the cross, placed on our forehead. At the same time, as challenging as all of that is, we all are in this together. On Ash Wednesday, from the Pope down to the lowest and lowliest sinner in the church, we all wear ashes, the holiest to the most broken, all of us as a sign of our unity and our need not only for repentance and for God's grace, but for each other. What a great gift that is. I learned most of this in 12 years of Catholic education, but dullard that I am, it took me a long time for that to sink in. When I was a freshman in college, I yearned for nothing more than to have good, decent friendships. And though I had people who I could spend all of my time with and who I enjoyed spending time with, I had this ache in my heart to be able to have something deeper, something more meaningful, something more than just a group of people to drink with or party with. And on Ash Wednesday, I, was at my, I would go to Mass every Sunday, and on Ash Wednesday, I was very honored. The campus minister, she came up to me, she said, Patrick, would you like to distribute ashes? Yes, that would be a great gift. Thank you. And of course, God in his wonderful providence had me stand in the section where all of my friends came up to receive their ashes. And I had never seen any of them at Mass. And I was so judgmental. My heart was hardened. And the next night, guess what? I was out with that same group of people doing the same things. So not only was I not changing my life, but I was the worse for it. Because of, instead of opening my heart to God's grace, instead of seeing these brothers and sisters in the Lord who are on a common journey and with whom, with whom we could have fellowship and walk together, walls were built up. Nothing changed. So often in our life, isn't that the case for us? We have this desire in our hearts for something greater, for something eternal, for something more beautiful than we could possibly ever imagine, and yet we settle repeatedly for things that hurt, for things that keep us from living to our potential. 
We live in this back and forth. And we think that's what the world is. The good and the bad, nowhere in between do they meet. And perhaps it's beautiful then for us to have Ash Wednesday on Valentine's Day. Because we think Valentine's Day, isn't it wonderful? Everybody loves each other. They're so good and so wonderful. Love is the most amazing thing in the whole wide world. Except for those people who don't have anyone in their life, of course, and it's miserable. But we think of Valentine's Day, and it's, it's the great day. And then we think of Ash Wednesday, toil, drudgery, fasting, abstinence from meat. Oh, gosh, to be Catholic's the worst. But this is the beauty of our Catholic faith and what we celebrate today, is that as Catholics, we actually get it all. We get everything. The joy that comes to us, comes to us because of our brokenness and the love of Jesus Christ entering into our brokenness. The sin of death and decay, or the mark of death and decay, is placed on our forehead, not simply as a symbol of brokenness, but of our hope and our joy. Ashes and a cross. The worst that the world could throw at us is now something that marks us as someone who has won victory in Christ Jesus. Because, brothers and sisters, the beauty of it all is that if we stay close to Jesus Christ, we win. Because He has overcome the world. Ashes, the cross, sin, none of that has power because of God's love for you. We who come who are broken, who admit our need for repentance and are marked with ashes and a cross are then given the bread of life in the Eucharist. None of us are worthy for anything of the scraps that fall from the Lord's table, but He doesn't offer us scraps. He gives us Himself. The life of the world is given to each and every one of us. Ours is not a tale of suffering and woe. Ours is the highest and the greatest that humanity has to offer because of the Lord the love of the Lord Jesus poured out upon each and every one of us. And so instead of sitting there and looking at our brokenness and looking at the ways in which we are fallen or looking at the ways in which we are in relationship to others in negative ways or building walls between us, maybe you look around this room tonight and see someone you hate and the Lord is inviting you right now to forgiveness. To mercy, St. Paul says it, now is the acceptable time. When is it, Lord? Now. Every moment is totally filled with the exact grace we need to be a saint. To turn from our sin. To admit our need for grace. And to be renewed and reformed and restored to the glory of being a child of God. For so indeed, each and every one of us is through the graces of baptism. So we celebrate tonight this opportunity. We stand here and we also recognize that God, what is he, we hear that in scripture, God who sees in secret will repay you to the full. What does God see in the silence and in the depths of our heart? Everything. And he chooses to love us. There is nothing hidden from God. And he goes to that silent place. He goes to that hidden place and he says, I know what you've done. I know where you've been and I choose to love you. Now is the time for each of us 
to choose to love God in return, to take that next step toward the Lord Jesus, to return to him, not with rent garments, but with rent hearts, desiring to be made new, restored in his image. And so what does that mean for each and every one of us? It's going to be different. The important thing is that you're here tonight. Now you have to ask the Lord, what's the next step? Is your heart aching for community? Are you striving to follow the Lord Jesus so you can't find him at all, but you desire to seek him? This community exists to meet you there. But we can't do all this for you. Sign up for a Bible study after Mass or spend some time and get to know one of our missionaries or one of our priests. Have you been away from the Sacrament of Reconciliation? And when I say away, have you been away for more than six months? Come and have your soul reconciled to God during this Lenten season. We have confessions for 90 minutes every day of the week except for Friday. There are six priests here who would gladly drop everything to hear your confession anytime. Not, not anytime, most of the time during reasonable business hours. <laughs> 10 o'clock at night at the latest. Right? We are here for you. Take that step. Have you been away from Mass? Come to Sunday Mass every Sunday. If nothing happens this Lent except for you go to Mass every Sunday and return to confession, that is more valuable than anything else you could give up or do. This is the power of what is about to be marked on us. That yes, we are ashes. Yes, we are broken. But with the love of God we receive, we are renewed, we are restored. The world, we can laugh at it because it has no power over us. The worst that the world has to offer pales in comparison to the glory of God. Don't make the same mistake that I did. To do nothing, to change nothing, to just go through this as if it's a rote thing that you have to do. The Lord desires in a few moments, in the signing of ashes, and a few minutes after that in the Eucharist, to change every single life in here forever and absolutely. Let him do that. Now is the time.